Welcome to Patriots Nation UK, brought to you by me, your host, Matt Inkstar. Hey, how's it going, guys? Um, Just me and my own as I record this. Nick is really busy with stuff. I've been really busy with stuff, but I thought that it's best that we get a pod out anyway. We were a bit lapsed last week. It was a bit late in coming. So um, here I am. I will give it my best shot without Nick. There's probably some things things that I'll miss and forget. So feel free to tweet us. It is at Pat's Nation UK pod. Um, at Matt Inkster and at the underscore panic that's where you get Nick, myself and the actual um, podcast's Twitter pages patriotsnationuk.com and Facebook page you can find it on um, Facebook obviously just search Patriots Nation UK and you will find the Facebook page there as well and also don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so with that being said, it is not Victory Monday for us this week, it is Losing Monday, we are now in a 10-2 record after losing to the Houston Texans by <coughs> just uh, less than a score, or a score if you're just counting the 6 points. Um, not what anyone saw coming, I certainly didn't see it coming, I thought the conditions were perfect in the, the Dome of Energy Stadium um, for both teams to sling the ball I thought actually to, I, I take that back I thought the Texans played as expected I thought they would play like that and then it was up to us to match that and better it and it just didn't happen James White getting a couple of um, touchdowns one of them in the so called garbage time because at one point in the third quarter we were trailing by 21 points to 3 and then went on a run and outscored the Texans if we'd outscored the Texans in the first half then we would be sitting here with a winners Monday winners week slot but alas we are not so uh, we've fallen to 10 and 2 we're on the same record as the Ravens um, but because um, they've obviously beaten us then you know they take the tiebreaker is what I'm trying to say so they sat atop the AFC in the number one spot we're in second spot with a couple other teams breathing down our neck, none other than the Buffalo Bills. I think we've maybe regressed about 25-30 years of the Buffalo Bills take the top spot in the AFC East, but we'll wait and see. I, can't, I don't think it'll happen. I think we'll see, see it out, even if we do somehow end up losing to the Chiefs next week, which is a high possibility. Um, we will still take take it by beating the Bengals, Bills and Dolphins to finish off the campaign going into January and the playoffs. So whether that leaves us um, with top spot or not, I'm not entirely sure. That'll be something we'll have to wait and see. The Bills game against the Ravens this weekend coming will go a long way towards determining that. Um, so we'll wait and see but back to the actual Texans game I, I don't really know what to make of it to be honest it was a poor performance possibly in box scores and in all that but it was decent but 
you know, Julian Edelman dropped a few catches. I think he only picked up 50% of the actual um, balls that were thrown his way. I think it was 6 out of 12. So 50% of his targets was caught by him. Um, Nikhil Hari didn't get a look in after um, a bit of a mistake from on his part. After that, he still needed a bit of time to bed into the offence, um, clearly after that performance. Sanu still maybe hasn't bedded in quite as well as what we hoped. Um, but overall, a disappointing time to lose. Um, a disappointing thing to lose the game. Any loss is disappointing. Myself and Nick have discussed this on previous podcasts. We don't subscribe to this, there's a good time to lose, there's a bad time to lose, whatever. Every time we, lo- we um, chalk up an L, then it's a bad time. It's a bad thing to happen to us. So, there's not, there's not really much else I want to cover, apart from, you know, unlucky for um, Brandon at the end there. Uh, Mr. Bolden, if he'd caught that, we maybe would be speaking differently as of now, but it wasn't to be. The Texans played well, they played well on offense, they played well on defense. Um, Watson, as I said at the start, they basically played how I expected them to play, and we need to play better. But as Nick has touched on in previous podcasts, that right now, the way the offense is, um, clicking or not clicking as the case may be, any team to score 20 points plus unfortunately might be on a winner with us as it was on Sunday um, the the D can only play so well and keep us in things for so long it's then up to the offence to create chances and opportunities in short field positions but they've just not been doing that red zone offence just isn't there um, pretty much that really needs to get better is the red zone offence. I don't know what they're playing at in those situations. Whether, you know, the, the touchdown that Harry caught the other week is exactly the kind of red zone offence we, sh- we should be looking at, but it's just not working for whatever reason. Whether that's Gronk not being there, whatever it might be. But, as I say, overall, it's disappointing loss, whether it's, you know, first week of the season or the 13th week of the season I I can't take any loss well I don't know about you guys but it's not something I subscribe to at all and I know Nick is of the same thought process as myself but more of what I wanted to touch on in today's pod from my point of view is just the overall reaction to this this week it's you know you'd think we were the Bengals or the Jags or a team of that ilk that is not what is happening right now. We are a 10-2 New England Patriots team. We don't need to be concerned as yet. I mean, you can be, if that's your point of view, then crack on. But we don't need to be concerned yet. You need to be concerned when in January and we're, we lose and we're out of the race for Miami and get, and get into another Super Bowl. That is when, you know, there is maybe concern or disappointment or 
whatever type of feeling you want, you know, adjective or whatever you want to throw in there. Right now, as the New England Patriots sit 10 and 2 with the second seed, I don't want to hear about, oh, we're losing the, the division to the Bills, we're going to get a wild card, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. We're, you know, that is not what the Patriots are about, and that's not what I'm about either. Um, positive thinking guys positive thinking don't be sitting there as a little keyboard warrior and whatever and going oh bandwagon fans don't know what um, they're speaking about um, people are entitled to their opinions guys um, whether you think we're doing shit we're doing great whatever we sit here and we moan week after week almost but at the same time we try and be positive I always try and have some version of a shit sandwich almost um, seems to be the case, you know. We can be positive at the start of the show. We can be positive in the at the end of the show, and you know we can have a bit of a bitch and moan in between if if required. We're basically just being nitpicky. I'm not one of these talking heads, these talking morons that sit on shows um, that um, you get in the Boston area or in the general media. Um, whether it be Good Morning Football or whatever, you know, Brady's done, the, the era's over, there's no more dynasty. Maybe maybe there won't be, but, you know, there's life after Brady, there's life after Belichick, whatever. You know, but in this moment, in now, let's support the team, guys. You know, we're 10 and 2, we've got a young team, we've got someone that was picked out of a bin. Uh, on the street and made into something that he possibly wasn't um, or maybe was and just nobody else saw it and Jacoby Myers you know we've got a, a round one draft pick who has been injured most of the season um, and requires time that time might not be now it might be next year sometimes these things happen you know, you can be a fourth rounder and come in uh, a league of your own. You can be DK Metcalf um, and have a stellar season for a rookie. Or, you know, if you're a running back, you might be a Josh Jacobs or um, Calvin Ridley had a decent year last year. Um, get a, a decent year this year again. You know, it doesn't matter if you're. There's a lot of pressure on being a first round. Um, draft pick and I understand that but at the end of the day they're still young guys, they're learning a complicated system that they need time to adjust and it might click, it might not the, what we think or what what we think the team might be might not actually be what the team is or are we as New England Patriots fans have a brilliant um, outlook on the start of every season they're like January is the goal Super Bowl's the goal you know other teams just want a winning season look at the Browns they were Super Bowl contenders they were going to Miami before a ball was even thrown or kicked and look at them now doesn't look like they're even going to finish on a, a 500 season so you know a better perspective I think has to be taken into consideration with these things um, but also positivity let's 
it really bugged me this week in, in the last couple of days seeing you know oh we've, we need a new Gronk we've not got Gronk yeah okay Gronk was a huge huge asset for many years to our team that nobody could have nobody can even begin to replicate or um, exceed but he's gone he's on to pastures new he's loving life he's fit and healthy in a capacity that he's maybe not been in years whether that be through CBD or just not playing football or just the new adventures new ventures he's on with his beach parties and all sorts the guy is loving life outside football and good on him because a lot of the time players don't know what to do themselves he's a very very swift he comes across a bit goofball a bit, bit of a jock a bit of an idiot but he didn't spend his money the only money he spent was his endorsement money every single paycheck he got he has held on to it for dear life and he's reaping the rewards of it if you guys haven't seen it and you get a chance to see it go and watch the ESPN 30 for 30 documentary I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head but go and watch it it's basically about the players um NFL players being broke when they give up football, broke in the in the off season even. They are scrambling around looking for paychecks from whoever will give them one, advances on paychecks and stuff because I mean I didn't know this until I watched the documentary, but you say Zeke Elliott's getting ten million a season or whatever it might be, fifty million a season or Brady's on twelve million a season. That, that is for the season. That is paid between August and January or August and December, whatever it was. It's not like us getting 13, 12, 13 paychecks a year and your 12 million is split over that time. I mean, hello, if you can spend all that money in a few months or, you know, not necessarily him, but if you're more maybe a a kicker or a punter or a long snapper and you're only on like three and a half million I say only but you know what I mean in general terms that is quite a low wage for being a football player although it is in relation to what they actually do maybe not a kicker because so much is put on their shoulders they miss a kick and then they're they're gone on Monday morning they're see you later goodbye I mean you've seen what's um, been happening in our very own New England this year with kickers um, since Goskowski um, went down with his injury and went in IR um, we've seen it around the leagues with what happened in Chicago and such like um, these things happen and bye bye see you later you're gone you know you've got to make the 53 man rosters to make, to make your bonuses and all this kind of thing but in the, in the meantime you're buying Rolex watches, you're buying a £3 million pad, condo, whatever it might be and um, in the documentary, I don't want to go on about it too much, but in the documentary it basically says that you've um, I can't remember the term, but because they wear helmets, you don't have a clue who they are so they go into a nightclub and they'll just create a 50, 50 grand check at the bar I mean, we saw it in, was it last year with the Jaguars in London? It's kind of what happened until this scuffle broke out and whatever. That's basically what they were doing. They're showing about, they're showing the, 
the man about town, I am the man, you know, check me out, because you don't know who Mr. Laird from the Dolphins running back committee is um, all the rest of the time during the year. Never heard of him, but, you know, he's a National Football League player. So, back to my actual um, point of discussion was Gronk is doing a brilliant thing, ventures and everything, he's done really well. Um, don't expect him to come back anytime soon. That is it for me. I don't think he does a Jason Witten and comes out of retirement next year. And unless the, the only time I would see it happening is if the CBA has agreed that they can all go around smoking dope or CBD, whatever you want to call it. But that's, what, a couple of years off? So three years out of the league, everyone's saying Colin Kaepernick can't get back in after three years. I don't expect the tight end to be coming back in after three years either. Um, so, but yeah, it just really frustrated and annoyed me that people are calling for Grant. Oh, what would I do for Amendola? Oh, get Danny back in the building. No, he's gone. He's not playing. Well, he's hard to put. He doesn't seem to be playing many snaps from what I've seen in um, of Lions games. But you know, no, no Amendola. Oh, let's get AB back. Oh, we really need AB. I've seen something on Twitter or Instagram this morning about AB um, updating his Instagram story with a post from Gillette Nation account, I think it was. Um, Basically, begging to come back um, and agreeing with somebody having a go at um, Robert Kraft for having his finger in his ass and... Um, brothels or massage parlours, whatever you want to call it um, with the alleged things that happened with him and Mr AB himself is going around screenshotting it and sticking it on his own Instagram story I don't want AB back he's a great player, he's a fantastic player but get him in a psych ward first get him checked out, make sure everything's above board there and then after that Make sure all sing every single charge against him is null and void um, before he's allowed back in the building. No, thank you. I don't want him back. Uh, that's I'd love to see him back, but not with all the baggage that he comes with as well. Not a chance. Um, do we need a player like him? Quite possibly, but not specifically him. Like go and work out the guys on the street or whatever and see see what's that. I know. AB's a proven prospect in the, in the... Or not prospect, he's a proven football player in the National Football League. But... No. Just no. Stop calling for all these players that have retired or are up on abuse charges or whatever it might be. Let's get behind the team. Let's get behind the rookies. Let's scream and shout at our telly in positive fashions towards supporting the players um, on that roster. They, um, I just don't get all this hype of Brady's done, Brady's regressed. Um, yeah, he has regressed. He's a 42-year-old man. Did you see him try to run on Sunday? He looked like my dead grandfather could run quicker than him but he's never been 
an athletic person from that point of view. He might do TB12 and be able to touch his toes that I can't do, but he is not athletic in that aspect of being a quarterback in the NFL. He's not. He's no Deshaun Watson. He's no Dak Prescott. He's no Russell Wilson running around flinging balls everywhere. That's just not what he does. So the coaching needs to be better. I've seen some people maybe blame it on McDaniels, but I don't think it's solely on McDaniels. Um, I've seen it, people say that you know it's one-dimensional and it's a bit easy to predict. Possibly is in places. But at the same time, we've all seen what McDaniels can do in a situation um, where he's up against the wall and just has to pull something out of his ass to um, basically win us a Super Bowl. So, he's not an idiot. He's not a dummy dumb. He can actually produce plays that win us ball games, whether it just didn't seem to happen on Sunday so whatever reason that may be not too sure on, on that entirely but I just want to see more positivity guys I, uh, we can all sit here and I think it's a lot easier to moan and bitch and whine and be negative than it is to be positive where the New England Patriots were in I've said many times before we're in a privileged position of being New England Patriots fans and going through six rings with Brady and whatever else comes with it and you know everyone's a bandwagon fan unless you're 40 plus and you've been there done it you've seen them in the early 90s when they were absolute dog shit um, before Mr Belichick walked in the building and Mr. Brady became quarterback. Absolutely horse manure on occasion. We can all sit and watch YouTube and see exactly where they were at back in the day when the Bills are going to four straight Super Bowls and mucking up every single one of them. Patriots were nowhere to be seen and probably, more than likely, it will happen again. I've said on this podcast before that shoot me if you want actually don't shoot me but you know berate me if you want on twitter online um, tap away in a keyboard and give me shit I'll banter with it. I prefer banter to be honest banter's more fun but I'm a person who grew up as a Man United fan under the Sir Alex Ferguson watch and it was brilliant we absolutely ruled and dominated England and Europe on occasion he has since left and there's not been much to crew about especially this year and that as a New England Patriot fan I'm sure will happen when the day comes that the pair of them it might not it might be that we pick up a sterling quarterback I've got quite a lot of faith in Stidham as it stands, it might change but as it stands I've got quite a lot of faith in Stidham I've got faith in McDaniels if he becomes head coach however you know, belief in something doesn't always translate into reality and you know the Patriots might once again become horse manure 
the Dolphins and all their 50 million draft picks might actually create something under Flores eh, down there in the south and become a contender once again the Jets could fire Adam Gase in the offseason finally find a quarterback whisperer that can deal with and coach up the talent of Sam Darnold and then all of the AFC East are good teams or better you know they're all plus 500 teams but until then let's ride along as best we can with what is in front of us and that is a 10 and 2 team sitting with a second seed in the AFC not going to be a wildcard team we're not going to be a wildcard team no 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 it is not happening I'm not having it but yeah sorry I went on probably about a 20 minute rant there about the negativity of um, the fan base well the the social media fan base it seems from what I've seen online the past couple of days so I don't want to go on about it too much more I think I've made my feelings perfectly clear that it's easy enough to sit there and type away and push little keys on your phone or whatever and come up with 250 characters of negativity saying that Brady's done the dynasty's over Harry's a shit first round pick whatever the only other thing so yeah the only other thing I wanted to mention um, which was kind of covered by myself and Nick previously was Isaiah Wynn he is playing good but maybe not up to scratch yet but the O-line are coming in for absolute dogs abuse Um, but I thought he was meant to be the saviour of all evil I thought him coming into that left tackle spot was what people wanted and that was it get Marshall Newhouse out of the building and we will go on a winning run till the end of the year be 15 in one team and go on and win a Super Bowl in Miami I thought that was the impression that myself and Nick got That and that's just too much pressure to be putting on um, such a young guy at such an important position the, the rest of the O-line has to step up as well if they're not going to protect Brady then you know he is going to get sacked but I just wanted to touch on Wynn himself because I was cautiously optimistic that he was going to play well but he's not the saviour one person cannot be you know the, the difference between making a Super Bowl or not being the wild card position or the number one seed it doesn't come down to one person, it comes down to the whole team, and the whole team needs to step up and be better than they were. Well, the offense especially need to, but let's... My whole rant, the whole podcast, <laughs> so I do apologise, it's not been a lot of analysis um, as such, it was just more a rant about being positive rather than negative but that's what I kind of wanted to cover if Nick was able to um, come in on this with me with him was not more about the actual Texans in-depth game as such it was more just about the tyrant of 
negativity and the backlash after Sunday and the season's doomed. It's not. There's a long way to go in the next few weeks to determine who's going to be number one seed, who's going to be second seed and wildcard, etc. Um, so on to the Chiefs next. Um, Chiefs are next up. And we'll see... And Oh, I can only... I dread to think what next week is going to be like if we lose to the Chiefs which everyone knows as I've said at the earlier in the pod is a high high possibility we can lose to the Chiefs to go to then be 10 and 3 I'd really myself and uh, Mr Balistrari um, when he was on the podcast the other week we talked about this because we both thought well I thought anyway that we'd actually beat the Texans um, at the weekend and the Chiefs are the one that we could lose to and then be 11-2 instead of 10-2 as we are going in the Chiefs game and I thought then especially with the NFL darling the picture poster boy of the league Pat Mahomes being the front and centre of the whole thing um, I thought the backlash then being next week was going to be horrendous but it started already so I dread to think if we go fault a 10-3 season after next week what it's going to be like oh, oh, I might just dig a deep hole and jump into Earth's core and not be here anymore possibly I don't know. We'll wait and see. That'll be reviewed uh, or previewed later in the week, guys. So that I think I think I've gone on long enough. Um, as I say, I apologise for the lack of analysis, um, but it's something I wanted to. I was really passionate to get into on this review pod. More was just the actual furore around what's happened over the last um, few days um, down in. Houston at the NRG Stadium and you know, as I say the negative data around it so, that is it the rant is over Um, I will stop gibbering in your ear now Um, uh, apart from just the usual before we finish guys so, as usual, rate, review and subscribe give us some good old five star reviews on the iTunes over there Um, if you've not already done so please 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 go and do that, that'd be amazing Um, feel free to take 20-30 seconds out of your life and sprinkle a few words over those five stars and say how amazing we are, that would be so so cool and appreciated Um, at Matt Ingster I have been your host, you'll find me on there on Twitter at the underscore panic you will find the co-host Nick um, you'll hear his dulcet tones hopefully later in the week um, when we preview the Chiefs game and at Pats Nation UK pod you'll find the Twitter of the podcast over there come in any of the three handles guys come and give us a shout um, there was a nice gentleman whose name I was going to look up who gave us a wee tweet the other day. Um, a little shout out to him. Um, 
I did tweet him back and say thanks very much, it's much appreciated and I want to give him a little shout out of the pod. Um, currently driving at the moment so I can't check, that would be a naughty naughty person that does that. So, um, shout out to you my friend, thanks very much for the Twitter, um, Twitter bands and, um, you know, bigging us up, that was amazing of you, that's so so kind. Come back over onto Twitter and you know have a wee bit of a chat that'd be awesome um, anyone else that wants to come chat at Matt Inkstar is myself your host at Pat's Nation UK pod is the Twitter handle of the show at the underscore panic is the Twitter handle of Nick my co-host PatriotsNationUK.com is the website and Patriots Nation UK search for us on Facebook you'll find us on there And until later in the week for the Kansas City Chiefs preview, guys, just remember, do your job as there are no days off.